0: And you might think we're actually at a railway station Well, you may not be any bit further from the truth, in actual fact Hello and welcome to the uh, 13th of April 2019 edition of of course Trains Pluscast and whilst we wait for our train here to come to a stop there's good news for those of you who like long trains and especially I mean 17 car trains because so far according to what's been said and done and planned and of course brought to the rail authorities it seemed quite clear that the 17 car trains are indeed making themselves comfortable on the Beijing to Shanghai high-speed railway line. There's about four to five of these new 17 car trains on the Beijing to Shanghai high-speed railway line, it being one of the major routes, in fact probably the only route right now on high-speed, where the 17, train, uh, 17 car trains are reality. Going through what is exactly in a 17 car train, the um, car one of course is a business class Compartments, well rather the business class carriage home to about 22 business class seats then seats in cars 2 and 16 are first class only seats in car 17 it's pretty much a mix of first class and of course um sec- uh, sorry uh, a few seats five seats in business class the rest is largely second class although there could be a few variations upon this as well in particular with a look at the um the dining car and things like that so it can seat about a thousand two hundred people comfortably and uh, that too is going to be something which is pretty new most of these will be um, in the hands of China Railway Shanghai who operate lots of high speed services in eastern China so if you're looking for a way to go from Beijing to Shanghai forget the planes um, even an Airbus A380, which, unfortunately, they're not making any more. Um, bit of a shame, because the carriers that I had, you know, travelled on lot, uh, say, Switzerland International Airlines, yeah, you know, Switzerland's a small country. We might not need an A380, um, but then we never got one anyway. So, if I looked it up on the Wikipedia right... The A380 was able to fit 900 paying passengers in an all-economy configuration. That's a lot, really, but then again, the new CR400 AFB trains, BFB trains. This is getting complicated. Basically, the 17-car trains on the Beijing Shanghai high Speed River Line is able to carry up to 1,200-plus passengers. Right, on to the next thing, which will hopefully be far less geeky. And as if the world's longest, fastest train right now is not enough, if I'm reading this right from the Chinese WeChat community, we are looking at a 600 kilometer per hour. That's if I've done my math right, about 400 miles per hour link between Guangzhou and Shenzhen. You know the funny thing about Shenzhen is it's just a few miles. In fact, some parts of Shenzhen's like a few inches shy. Of the Hong Kong Special Administrative uh, Region, as it's known, and yet it is not a centrally governed municipality. Shenzhen is not a centrally governed municipality in China, uh, which makes it a bit weird because it's got every um, you know uh, appearance of a mega city. Um, the reason for this extremely fast high-speed line is simply because right now all of these intercity high-speed trains and longer. You know, distance high-speed lines between Guangzhou and Shenzhen. There are two. There's one going from Central Guangzhou to Central Shenzhen, about 200 miles, or uh, 200 kilometers per hour, or about 100, 125 miles per hour. Last time I rode it, uh, which was about nearly nine years ago. That's pretty much full. And then there's the new high-speed line, which is going to be 300 up to 350 soon, kilometers per hour, or rather making that 186 mph, and so and soon 217 mph. But 217 mph is only that fast. The uh, idea then is pretty much to build a completely new maglev line to shorten the travel time between Guangzhou and Shenzhen so that it gets even faster still. For the moment, I'm not seeing it going further south towards Hong Kong, although, you know, a maglev line to Hong Kong? I mean, we've really got high speed. We've got the airport at Chepla Kog, We've got classic. Hmm. The Hong Kong Maglev. Hmm. Are we going into the 22nd century too soon? Anyway, this new line is being prepped for um, the final official OK. And it's said that it's likely it will be a 2025-ish thing with regards to it being approved officially. After that, though, it's going to take quite some time to build it. So right now, this line seems to be going all the way out via Guangzhou to other destinations further west including Fushan and will be a completely new line but then again it's all in the planning and if anything in China is of uh, significance it's also the significance of how fast a, um, a plan can change and indeed on newer high speed lines there is a bigger possibility they will change the route halfway through. For example, to accommodate cities and uh, provinces that have pretty much never had high speed in their part of the world. Is China ready for a 600 kilometer per hour train? Yes, actually, there is a uh, there is a train which is optimised for speeds of 500 kilometers per hour, indeed 600 kilometers per hour, and parts of its hardware have been pretty much primed for speeds up to 603 kilometers per hour. That train, I've seen it, it's actually lying somewhere in Eastern China, in a... Um, within the domains of uh, what used to be CR, uh, CSR Sifeng Or um, CRC in Qingdao. Fortunately, that was about uh, seven years ago. The exact whereabouts, you know, I haven't seen this train since that time. It might still be there, might still be somewhere else, but it is primed to kill in terms of speed. So, yes, while Japan may get a very fast train as well, hmm, it might be that the Middle Kingdom will continue to have hashtag Poon, the world's fastest train, conventional rail or rather maglev. If you're in China or plan to relocate here, nothing wrong with that by the way, and don't have a car, or don't intend on getting one, good news, you may not need one. From what we are aware of, rather, there will be 30 new city-wide editions, that's um, new lines or extensions coming, this year. If you are in the cities of Beijing, Shanghai, Tianjin, and Guangzhou, well obviously, these megacities already have a massive network, and you're getting quite a number of new lines, including, for Guangzhou, the very futuristic-sounding second part of line 21. Hmm. Line 21. Oh, by the way, Beijing is on to line 28 for the CBD line, and the readjusted line 22, which will go to the district of Pingu in the far north, far eastern rather, districts. Uh, extreme ends of Beijing so we're certainly looking at some you know very very high numbers way up there it's no longer the era when line one or rather line two or thirteen was the highest number you know ranked number in the Chinese capital but if you're in other cities you may get quite a fair bit as well there are new lines coming for Jinan which already had its first line this year and we're looking at a few more for Shenzhen extensions or new parts of uh, line 8, line 9, and also a pretty big number, line 20, as well as a fair bit of other ones. The um, city and suburban railway, Shiyu Lu, as you might know it, in Wenzhou is also getting a few uh, extras, a western extension, and um, Shijiazhuang, this place which is almost always neglected between Beijing and Zhengzhou, is getting part of line 1 being opened as well. So pretty much, if you're in and these are the 20-ish 7 cities. Oh, Changzhou is getting a new metro line. So, welcome to Club Changzhou. Your Changzhou North Railway Station on the Beijing and Shanghai speed Railway Line. I haven't checked out your line yet. I should always, of course. Um, or otherwise, why should I do this podcast? But, ideally, you would make it to the city's North Railway Station. Also, uh, cold as ever, Harbin is going to get part three offline one. Shanghai this year will just get a tiny extension in the form of an extension to line 10 at about 10 kilometers or six and and two thirds of a mile. It really isn't a lot. But then again, who can complain? Shanghai right now is home to the world's largest metro network. Beijing is playing catch up. We're looking for about a thousand kilometers or so by the year 2022. And at that time, you have everything from lines 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. All the way into the myriad of line names. Like say, Batong or Fangshan or 2 airport express metro lines. Or subway lines as we call them in Beijing. So if you don't have a car in China and you live in a reasonably big, large-ish city, take it from David. You might not even need one. Holidays in China are not exactly the same as that might be the case elsewhere in the world. In fact, we don't know when we're going to get the holidays next year until about a month or so before the New Year starts and the Chinese State Council actually says, "Okay, these are the days we'll be calling it quits for next year. Generally speaking, we get like about three days off around the 1st of January and then we get like about a week off around Chinese New Year's or the Spring Festival and then there's a few days off for each of the following tomb sweeping day uh the may 1st labor day as it's known and of course the dragon boat festival about a week off for uh chinese national day but before that a few days off about three or so for the uh, mid-autumn festival we don't get christmas off though uh, but you know good try we you can just wait another week and you get three days off for the first of january so this year the official announcement from Beijing was that we'll be just getting one day off for the 1st of May. And then pretty much from the middle of nowhere, they said, you know what, we're going to get you 72 extra hours. So that means we're going to get four days off for the 1st of May. And of course, this will mean big news for the railways. So we already have something like about 102.5 pairs as it's officially known of new trains with a new timed on of 10th of April 2019. You see, in China, trains run according to pairs. So, as I said, there's 100 pairs of trains. That means there are 100 northbound and 100 southbound trains. Or, pretty much the other way, 100 eastbound trains, 100 westbound trains. So, always times it by 2 to get the, the actual number of trains running. So, 120.5, that's pretty much 205, 205 new train services added just a few days back. For the 1st of May, these 4 extra days, there are... An extra, well, 539 pairs. That's close to, um, that's about 1,000 and nearly 80 new trains. And that's just high speed. Classic, they're not going to forget about Classic. Officially, they're going to run 156.5 pairs of Classic. That's about, um, that's about right. 310 or so new Classic Rail trains for the four-day period. You can imagine then... How busy the network will be just around this time of the year and this is not even before the summer schedule t- kicks in and summer and autumn is when we're going to get faster trains as well so basically if you're ready for a nice holiday around may well if you want to go somewhere into the distance take a train if you want to avoid the queues take a train but if you're smart and this is something not really trains related if you're smart And if you're living in a big city like, say, Beijing, Shanghai, Guangzhou, Shenzhen, the smarter thing is to stay home. It's to stay in your own part of China. Unless you've never been to other parts already. That's because during May break, especially the four-day May break this year now, train stations are going to be incredibly busy. And whilst the railways are doing all they can to ensure that people can get from A to B faster, During these hectic 96 hours, it's a huge country, 1.3, close to 1.4 billion. You're obviously going to encounter some major delays at stations. So either you plan ahead early, you arrive early, get the tickets early, you pick up your tickets early, pick up your tickets early, the railways are always about this, pick up your tickets early, pick up your tickets early, so on and so forth, or you stay in the bigger cities. And what's not to like about the Beijing Hutongs? Or the more futuristic part of Shanghai. well, you know, futuristic cities. Well, we've got plenty of fads. A fair bit of New York as well. But uh, the local delicacies as well. That's also something to try out. Hopefully, it's going to be okay for your tummy. The thing about travelling in China as a foreign passport holder, and I mean really completely foreign passport holders, I mean, you know, politically slash administratively, if you hold uh, a document from Hong Kong, Macau, or Taiwan, you're officially regarded by Beijing as still part of China. I'm talking about, say, the UK, the US, Switzerland, even places like, like, say, far away. South Africa, Lesotho, New Zealand, Madagascar, Ecuador, Venezuela, Brazil, Honduras... Alaska well okay that's a USA anyway but um you know I did my physics uh sorry geography rather well I ended up with 95% in one of the final scores in the tests back at school um and that means I should probably have the rights to navigate around town without using sat nav which doesn't kind of work for me sometimes I do run into cul-de-sacs and it's frustrating when you have to shift into reverse and go back the way you came Unfortunately, on trains, you don't really need to do that. Everything as well as I'm posted. But then again, these days, China Railways enforces a rather strict personal ticketing policy. And that means you need to turn up with your own ID document. Most cases, it's going to be a passport and in some cases, a Chinese green card. I'm talking about passport holders who aren't lucky yet to have a green card which can operate the machines. Or in some places, already can operate the machines. There's been feedback from some people saying the... Machine-readable zone, which works for passports, um, is being restricted. You can't pick up tickets, you can l- you can only buy tickets. Some reports even saying that uh, they can't read stuff right, they just give you outright gibberish. Um, gibberish too, if you do not know how you're going to be called, because right now, we have seen cases where there are passengers traveling by passports on the trains using passports rather, and their name is being just simply messed up in the most inconceivable way ever. Now, I'm lucky to have a straightforward name, David Feng. That's it. Uh, nothing else. Do You know what throws off the Chinese authorities the most are the middle names. And of course, things like, um, well, okay. von, De, things like that, you know. That's kind of okay. The middle names, though, throws people off really big time across the country. They don't know what a middle name is. They sometimes don't even put a space where there's a middle name. And, of course, forget about all the others, like, for example, Junior, Senior, Esquire, stuff like that. It really, it just doesn't work with these people. It really doesn't. So, the question that most of us have is, which way is right when it comes to typing out your name? Is it David Feng or Feng David? Is it John Doe or Doe John? The answer is, there is usually no right or wrong rule. But uh, I used to travel a lot under the name David Feng. That's basically first name first, last name last. Easy as it always was. The problem was then, I found out that there were devices which could read your machine-readable zone. And if you put David Feng, and if on a passport, it's Feng Chevron 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 or or however many chevrons there are, David, it's going to say, oops, there's a problem. This passport belongs to Feng David and not David Feng. And so when I got myself the newest passport I had so far I switched around so that on new tickets it's going to issue it to Fang David. In that case it's going to be Doe John not John Doe. So my advice when it comes to your name on pretty much the train tickets is um, if you have an account with 12306 I would advise putting in last name first name rather than like first name last name. There are many parts of the world in this part of Asia, that use a strict last name, first name. Some people say Hong Kong uses it far more than uh, mainland China. Uh, but then again, there's the rest of the world, like, say, the UK, uh, Australia, places where they just may go back to first name, last name, which is the naming form that I've been most familiar with, seeing that I grew up in Switzerland. So, once again, no hard or fast rule with regards to which way your name should be on a ticket. As long as it's your proper name, middle names may be included or not, and not some weird, non-real name, then you should be good to go. And by the way, here's one semi-secret that uh, they might not tell you at the ticket and ID checkpoint. When you go on a train, and most of us have to use a staffed ticket and ID counter, they scan in your ticket on a QR code on China Railways, and then the device actually says, check passport. At that point, the entirety of your passport is read but then the system automatically says at the very end input the final two digits of your passport. I'm not going to tell you which digits my passport are made up of, but um, let's say your passport is one, two, three, four, five, six. So at the end, all the guy behind the counter has to do is to type in five, six, and it's going to say, cleared, admit. That's one bit of the railways you may not have seen before, especially when you present them, your ticket an ID, and this guy presses three random buttons on the computer, now you know exactly what they're after. And I said, that's a look at the railways world right now for China, because there's so much big news coming out of this part of the world rather recently. Hopefully there'll be a few more updates from other parts of the world. This podcast is intended for China... Switzerland, the UK, well okay that's a lazy excuse because I've lived in these three countries for quite a fair bit, but also all the other places in between. And who knows, one day I might be able to do this show on train K3, the week-long express, or sort of, going from Beijing all the way via Mongolia, all the way to Moscow. Apparently, there are only one or two more interchanges needed, I think probably two more interchanges needed, before I can go by train straight to the place where it all started with in Switzerland, Zurich Hauptbahnhof, or Zurich Main Station. French people might know this as Zurich Gare Centrale, and Italians too. Also, there's a fair bit of Italian speaking people in the south of Switzerland, in scene or Ticino, they know it simply as Zurigo. Stazione Centrale. Arrivederci for now. Hopefully a bit more rail news coming in about a week or so. And I will see you on the next train service, on the next podcast service. Have a great weekend. Thank you for joining us on this journey.